You know, it's very cool when you're a music head to be like, yeah, I was really only into their early stuff. And there are some bands that really only their early stuff was good. C's best record was their final record, Trompe Le Monde. And only because the production was so good. There was this sort of cinemascope amazing storytelling vision that came at the last record. Now, unfortunately, it was because Frank Black, Black Francis, Frank Thompson III, whatever you want to call him. I had a friend once who called him Fatty Arbuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whatever you want to call him, it, it became his project, less than a group project. I love every single Pixies record. They're still in my top five bands of all time, but that last record right there, Oh, I love it so much. Hey, my name is Brian Oak. I'm here with Sean Bernard. How are you, Sean? I'm doing well. Sean Bernard and I do the Brian Oak Show together. Episode 63, which is hard to imagine. Yes, we've been at it for six months, but also still hard to imagine that we're 63 episodes in. That's nine to ten episodes a month. That's a lot. Well, I mean, greedy is what it sounds like to me. Very, very greedy. And we are recording in the Smart Start MN studio you know uh minneapolis which is where we record minneapolis at 48th in chicago the heart of south minneapolis a mere 10 blocks away from where george floyd was dare i say murdered or at least the quality of his life was compromised enough that he was going to die and i'm not trying to make light of it in any sense of the word but it's um it's been it's been spicy uh, in this particular area for the last few weeks. And we've been talking about it a lot in the last few shows. We may come back to it a couple times on today's show, but today we decided that maybe it's okay to take an occasional day off from COVID-19, from international race relations and riots and protests in most major cities around the world. Not that we're disregarding them, not that we are undercutting them, but man, every once in a while, if you don't come up for air, if you don't take a break, you're not going to make it. I mean, none, none of us are that, that, that strong. So we'll be talking to a good friend of ours, a guest who's been on the show previously, and we're going to talk about something that, um, well, how do you say, uh, is still a bummer, but it's not It's not something we've had to deal with in recent history, but with fingers crossed, and if things go the right direction, if the curve is truly flattened, we may have to address again soon. Sean, I, I blew right past you. Are you doing okay? How are you? I'm doing fine. I got to take my mom down to the site uh, where George Floyd was killed. That was terrific. She hadn't been out of the house in three months because of COVID-19. She, right. We had her on the show, but we didn't mention she's had three kinds of cancer and has congestive heart failure, so hasn't left the house. But it was amazing, and I know that word is overused, but it was amazing to sit there with her and watch her cry in front of the memorial and and just to give her that experience. It was a great experience for me, too, and something I'll remember the rest of my life. I am a huge fan of words. Grammar, I think, is a prison. I think words are a gift, and um, (laughs) I really do believe that. And so... Yes, words are overused, and I have been given to hyperbole on rare occasion in the past, but that sounds amazing. By the way, today is also my father's birthday, 76 years old today for one Ron. Happy birthday, Ron. Yeah, no, and uh, I had a long, long conversation with him today, and they're laying low too because guess what? In your 70s, even though my parents are both healthier than I am by probably orders of magnitude that's true uh, no it is true um <laughs> you know they're, they're doing the right thing they're laying low and they're doing know, sit-ups right now yeah pro- <laughs> probably pull-ups my mom could probably do more pull-ups than i could do right now and that's sadly not a joke <laughs> 
in any event, you know, it's, it's, I know things are opening back up and I want businesses to succeed. I want people to do well. I want people to enjoy themselves, but also we're not quite there yet, including getting back out to concerts. So today's guest is none other than Paul Charchian, who his list of accolades is too extensive to list here. And we'll talk more about those momentarily. For me, the most important accolade is I call him a friend and also a fellow concert goer. We've gone to so many good shows together. And one of the bands that we've seen on multiple occasions, is it two or three times now, Paul? Two for sure. Okay, two. So we've gone to see this band twice. They're a Welsh trio that I saw for the first time at South by Southwest. Good God, six, seven, eight. The days go by like wind. To quote a line from Bioshock, I don't really know how long ago it was. Um, it's been, it's been a long time, but this Welsh trio, I've seen great power trios before Mm -hmm. the wall of sound that the joy formidable provides both on recorded output and live in person is startling, staggering. Three people shouldn't be making that kind of sound. It's unbelievable. And so, you know, on this show, I've already played a couple of songs from those first couple records, which are truly the wall of sound. But this one comes off the latest effort, which, believe it or not, several music review sites that I respect a great deal call their latest effort Arth, A-A-A-R-T-H, because they are are Welsh. And the, the Welsh are not a huge fan of... Uh, what's the? They're op- not beholden to grammar. I can tell no, you that. Right. It's, it's a prison. Not. Grammar's a prison. Uh, in, what's the opposite the of consonant? Um, vowel. Vowel. Thank you. <laughs> this song has more vowels than any other Welsh word I've ever seen, and so does the album. I wanted to play something off their latest record because they're a really, really good band. You can hear, oh, Ritzy Bryan's voice. And her, she's the only guitar player in the band, and it sounds like there's eight guitar players in yes. the band. And by the way, she's also killing it with her voice. Fantastic singer at the same time. And the lyrics are good, and then her rhythm section fills the rest of it in. This is one of the best live bands on planet Earth right now, and I don't think I'm overstating it or using hyperbole, at least in terms of the viewpoints of Paul and myself. So before we talk to Paul about concert ruiners... You fuckers. Let's go ahead and hear some music for the Joy Formidable on The Brian Oak Show. Today, but the universe is 
Welsh trio, the Joy Formidable. It comes off their latest record, Arth. Is I'm assuming yeah, how you pronounce it. It sounds very piratey, doesn't it? A A A R T H. But if you've ever looked at anything in Welsh, none of it really seems like no. a human language. No, I tried watching a Netflix show called The Hinterlands, which is set in Wales, and it's almost indecipherable. I know they're I know they're speaking English and I'm catching like every second or third word, but <sighs> it's not even like the the I mean the accent is strong, but the language itself is what do you, is what's the over under on 80% consonants? Yes, they you know, they'll be <laughs> They'll be driving down the road, and you see a street sign for a city that's C Q W V X J C L. That's not even remotely. It's not even remotely speakable. And so, we, and by the way, if you feel like emailing us or contacting us, by no means is this hate speech against the Welsh. <laughs> the Welsh seem like very nice people. They do. Uh, they just seem to have picked the most difficult language on the planet. No. It's unbelievable. So it probably predates English, right? Because it, you know, it's got it's probably, to. you know, this thing's got to be druids and no. You know. It sounds like it sounds like the the noise that's made when rocks are rubbed together. Like it, it's. <laughs> It's not an actual or somebody, language. Somebody trying not to swear. <laughs> that being said, the number of great bands out of Wales is incredible, including that band right there, the Joy Formidable, which today's guest has invited me to on more than one occasion, and I've seen them on a couple more occasions. Mm-hmm. The Joy Formidable. Today's guest is Paul Charching, and Paul. Before we mention our first sponsor, I think it's important that we mention that you and I go back a long ways. We share a love of fantasy sports. We yep. share a love of music, yep. and we've gone to concerts together. And it turns out, that despite the fact that maybe philosophically we don't see everything exactly eye to eye, we've somehow still been fast friends for coming up for on a decade more. Uh, m- I don't know. I met you in two thousand. 2003, bro. Wow. So, right, I mean, we're, we're, geez, we're, coming, we're coming up Dang. on 20 years. We were, yeah. we were young, thin, full heads of hair. Well, I, I, I was actually heavier back then than I am now, but I had way more hair than I Dang have now, for damn sure. Now, now, that's part of it. It does go up and down. So before we get to our sponsor, Paul, I want you to mention, like, I know you as Fanball.com. I know you from your appearances on KFan, uh, doing video games weekly and uh, the fantasy football update every weekend. What If people want to find Paul Charchian right now and learn what you're doing and best support you, where do people find out well, about I, Paul I Charchian? Don't, I don't need any support, but if people want to see some really, really dull tweets... I encourage you to follow me at Paul Charchian. It's uh, it's uh, banal. It's uh, pointless. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. So basically, Twitter is what you're Twitter, saying. Twitter. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, don't need any support. Must know. be nice. What's that? Well, wow. you know, I just you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not here for that. I'm. You I know, know you're I, not here for that, I, but but I, also like I. It's a podcast. This is this this is different than radio. You can swear your mouth off. You can say whatever the hell you feel like <laughs> politically or anything else. But also like. We're in this era where, in these uncertain times, (laughs) in these unprecedented times, also, we're all in this together. Those three phrases have now joined, it is what it is for me, in the most hated things I've ever heard human beings say, because every commercial you hear, in these uncertain times, 
You need new tires. It's always something like uh, it right. goes through. You're like, what the? Fu- what does that have to do with the coronavirus? Do you know how many CEOs are deeply concerned about my well-being right now? <laughs> Zero. According to my no, according to my inbox, uh-huh. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting something That's from true. a different CEO every two That's hours. True. Really? Well, yeah. CEO, how we're how we're handling how we're handling COVID? Oh how yeah. We're handling, you know. Your safety is our biggest concern. Of course it is. And of course it is. Lots Not of to sales. mention a few of your dollars. <laughs> a few of your dollars. Well, but you're also an influencer. You're listening to The Brian Oak Show, episode 63 with Paul Charchian. We do have to mention our primary sponsor, SmartStartMN. You can find them at SmartStartMN.com. And if you go to SmartStartMN.com backslash Brian Oak Show. Yes. You get 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock, which is not easy to say, but I somehow did it right for the first time ever. Nice no, that's done. not true. Here's the deal. I hope, I hope that I, I, I wasn't hope, right or no, 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 you've got it right. So you've got it right way more often than I have. Um, here's the deal. I hope nobody drinks and drives. The problem is it keeps happening. And because it keeps happening, it means there needs to be a process in place to get you back into your vehicle, to get you back on the road, to get you back into your regular day to day life. Surprisingly, it's is cheaper and easier and quicker than you might think and smart start mn the original minnesota ignition interlock company uh, they're the ones who can get you there and how about this mike freeberg and his wife caroline came to my open house this weekend what can you believe that are they moving they're not moving they were i think they were looking for a place for their kid should he need a place to not live with them <laughs> Well, uh, I, I wish my out. Had just bought me my own house no. so I wouldn't have to live with them. Actually, they were, just, they were just swinging by because they lived like um, half a mile uh, from there, but it was good okay. to see them. Were they wearing hazmat suits? They were. What, full uh, on. And I was wearing a full on. the old. I was not wearing the SpaceX spacesuit. I was wearing the mm. old school uh, uh, Neil Armstrong. I, I, more of like a, a Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, exactly. at the end with just the underwear? But, you don't but then, see that, then inside a spacesuit, <laughs> yeah. dude. If I'm inside a spacesuit, you know me. I live a commando lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, correct. No, I'm going commando yeah, inside absolutely. the spacesuit. It seems to me that if I have somebody over to my house and they are in this, you know, some kind of hazmat suit. Yeah. Well, then I could be tastefully nude. I mean, they're, what's the, Everybody's I mean, fine. That, they're fine. They're going to be tastefully. Fine. I think so. <laughs> Paul Charkin, tastefully nude. The with, Paul Charchian yeah, story. That. No, that, that's let's, the name, that's the name of up. your bio- biography. <laughs> uh, anyway, how do we get a hold of Smart Start MN? <laughs> Just go to, go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. You can click on the banner on our website. Not unlike he is now, the tastefully nude Paul Charchian. Correct. So before we dive into today's topic of choice, which mm. is concert ruiners, because you and I have both been to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of concerts. And there are some that are mind-bending, like Correct. Joy Formidable. Yeah. And there are some that are ruined by small little details that can just go to hell. Before we get there, I just want to ask you on a personal basis, because I don't get to see you very often. You are in studio here at the Smart Start MN Studios. I am. Um, you good? Your family ha- holding up okay you know, with lockdown yeah, and everything else? For everything that's happened, uh, Sean and I were talking about this before the show, I myself and my immediate circle first circle of friends and family Mm -hmm. nobody has had a significant incident related to anything that has happened over the last three months and i'm very very grateful for that and i feel i feel blessed so how about your your shallow cough 
your mild fever. Lack of, of smell and taste. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not all and bad, Other, by other the way. than that, yeah, you're yeah, fine, that's right? That's right, yes. Well, thank God for your lack <laughs> of smell because this small, this is, it's a this small like, room and this three This is like a dorm dudes. room where, yeah, oh man, it's, it's, it's toasty out there today. So I'm glad you're well. Um, you know, I live very close to where all the action was going down. Yes. The Holiday Station store that I used to get my gas at. Used to. Minimum of once a week is burned to the ground. It looks like something out of a third world country. And it'll come back, or something will come back there, probably a condo, just so, fingers crossed, but we've talked about all this so much the last few weeks, we're not doing that today. Today, you and I have decided to go in a different direction. Now, we are not allowed to go back to full-blown concerts anytime in the immediate future. I think September is the closest scheduled concert. You know, my daughter, for my birthday, bought me tickets to Cruel World out in Los Angeles. No. Which was Devo, Blondie. Bauhaus. What? Missing persons. What? Did you not see no. the lineup for oh, that? That's oh my god. Oh, 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 oh. So it first got postponed to Can September. Can she be my daughter? Well, which is not to say well, technically she's I, not. I was gonna say at some point in the very f- not too distant future, you're gonna find wow. out she is. But she's been working hard and um yeah, the uh, I just I, I I gotta read some of this to you because Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo. Echo and the Bunnymen, Gary Newman. Um, wow. It, 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 what it, a crazy lineup. Uh, okay, Violent Femmes, The Church, Psychedelic Furs. Over, this, so this is a weekend? The, no, a day. What? A wow. How? Day. They, it, you, can't, you can't run those 10 bands. Mark Almond of Soft Cell. Okay. Uh, and then there's some relatively more modern bands, like She Wants Revenge. Uh, Gene Loves Jezebel. Wow. Christian Death, 45 Grave. And my daughter saw this. She's like, and she loves most of these bands. Mm-hmm. And we were going to go. And she, because I took her to uh, Shaky Knees a few years ago for I Jack remember. White yeah. and, and Queens of the Stone Age and Tenacious D. She bought these tickets. And I held off on buying the airline tickets because I'm like, things are getting weird. And then all of a sudden... We found $102 round trip wow. airfare back and forth. $102 That's with it. no layovers and decent times, not red eyes. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to hold off just a little bit longer because they postponed it to, to September. Oh, it's in September now. Okay. No, it's now been canceled entirely. Oh, no. Yeah. So, oh. so this happened. So concerts are not really a thing we're doing right now, but all of us in this room have been to hundreds yes. and hundreds and hundreds of concerts. So today, we're talking about concert ruiners. Where do you want to start? I have four concert ruiners, and the first was at a Joy Formidable concert. Really? Yes. It now, was me, wasn't it? It was you. It Damn was, it. it was Brian. Damn was it really? He ruined the... No. It was not <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That would have been awkward right away. I, I, there are only a handful of bands I will travel to go see. Right. Joy Formidable is worth it. Mm-hmm. So they posted some tour dates. They weren't coming to Minneapolis. Uh, grabbed my then-girlfriend, now wife, and we flew to Buffalo to see Joy Formidable. Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. And... Um, you now, flew to see a band, which, by the way, I admire so much because there are very few bands... That can get me off the couch to even drive to the fucking venue. <laughs> to put on put on a record? Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> yeah. Let alone get up, pack a bag, go to the airport and fly to see them. I love that you love the Joy Formidable that you, much. You know what changed it was Prince's death. Prince's death Prince's death reminded me I don't have forever to see the bands I want to see, and I had only ever seen Prince once. And I, 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 I said, you know what? I really need to reorient my thinking on mm-hmm. this. You know, bands come and go. Things like 
an unexpected death can happen. Yeah. And if you want to see somebody, just go make it happen. Minneapolis, just it, it is. We're not an automatic stop town. No. Chicago no. is an automatic stop town. Milwaukee gets more than we do uh, because of its proximity to Chicago. Yes, exactly. We, we don't have you know if you're if you're a band that's touring and you're driving. You're doing Chicago and Milwaukee. You may or may not. And then you head south, because there's, and then nothing, you there's nothing west of us for you know 500 miles. Right. So anyway, a lot of times you got to go. You got to go visit. Now here's a lesson learned: Don't travel to go see the opener. What I did not ah. know when I bought my ticket and I bought my flight was that they were opening for the Black Keys. Oh, different, different animal. Gigantic 30,000 person amphitheater on the lake in Buffalo. So nobody gave a shit about the Joy Formidable. Nobody gave a shit about the Joy Formidable, and they only end up playing for 30 minutes. And here I am. I just shelled out. I mean, the cost (laughs) I paid, I played, I paid. Black Keys prices yep. for a Joy Formidable ticket. Oh, that sucks, I paid dude. for the airlines out, right, and the hotel and everything else, uh-huh. and I saw Joy Formidable for 30 seconds. In in my defense, the Joy Formidable website just said, we're playing Buffalo, New York. Right. Like, okay, game on. Okay, I, I don't know. Fine. <laughs> I'm right, in. Let's I'm, go. I'm in. Let's go. So now, in this case, it's this outdoor concert. It's 30,000 people. We're packed in pretty tightly because I got there early because, of course, I want to see the opener. I'm near. I'm fairly near the stage. By the way, okay. Before I even go on with these stories of concert ruiners, let me say this. Please. Let's dispense with the, well, you can just move argument. Fuck that. The, these are general admission shows. These are yep. standing shows. I've staked out a good spot. I got there early. I'm waiting. I'm a concert viewing snob. I want to I want to have a good sight line. I want yeah. to be close to the band. And I don't. I shouldn't have to move because you're a jackass. No, I, I agree. <laughs> but but also, I think it's worth mentioning to people that you're not one of those people who's like, I paid for a seat. I'm sitting here. Like you shouldn't stand in front of me. You're just saying I would like to see the show. I want to enjoy the show. Just don't do anything to don't do anything to compromise my show or the people around you. That's yeah. all. This is just like real life. You know, <laughs> go do your thing. Not, not don't only, mess with other people. Not only like real life. Like so, my I I our world has become so. It's that it's such a diarrhea planet that I have I have settled my my standard at don't be a dick and it's amazing how many people <laughs> it's amazing how many people can't pass that small so, test that is small yeah but very small. small so in any yeah. event what happened at that th- right, that show so, uh, and by the way of note I'll tell you how this goes awry but of note stunningly beautiful actress Kate Mara is only about fifteen feet away from me. Can you, pull up, can you pull up a picture for us, Sean? <laughs> you think I won't? I think I'm going to look right um, now. You may remember M A R A M A R A. You may remember her from House of Cards, Zoe, who got who tripped into a train. Oh, blamo! Uh, if you saw House of Cards, you remember Kate Mara. I've never seen House of Cards, but uh, oh, here's the deal. Here's the problem. Kate Mara has those ridiculous eyes. Oh, geez. ridiculous eyes. Yeah, uh, she's yeah, she's spectacular. Anyway, oh, and she's had long hair. Well, and I'm the sure pixie she, cut. Yeah, the pixie, and, and again, she can pull off the pixie cut. And here's the deal. I think this is important to note is that, you know, I've had a lot of conversations about attractiveness and sexuality with friends over the last few years trying to be a better middle-aged white male. I don't think there's anything wrong with finding someone attractive. No. At, I, at I, all. I don't, we're not perving on her. I'm just, I'm just noting that. Well, not it, yet, it was, not until it, you two are gone. It was distracting, though. Um, <laughs> well, of course, and, because and you're for standing next to a celebrity, wife. right? We're in the middle of watching House of Cards, and there's the there's the actress from House of Cards. Anyway, huh. now, onto the story of how this all gets ruined. 
There's a group of six people in front of us. There's so it's a it's uh it's three guys, three gals in front of us. Um and of course I'm there to see Joy Formidable. Yep. The opening band. They're there to see the Black Keys. They don't give a fuck they about Joy no, Formidable. They're talking, they're laughing, the whole thing and I've been there. I'm I'm okay. I can accept that. That that part didn't bother me so much. They are smoking the stinkiest, skunkiest pot you can imagine. It was curdling, curdling the hairs yeah. in my nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one woman in particular is just out of control. She's trying to dance, and she just has, and her body is flailing into us. <laughs> Legs are getting kicked. We're getting hit. Um, they're they're jackasses. They're talking loud. The whole thing. And. And we're 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 like hey 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 we're you know we're right here doesn't even notice just it's no self awareness because she's all fucked up. I'm I'm and, a big situational awareness guy even if I'm loaded. <laughs> although I have I have crossed the line a couple times myself. So anyway, <laughs> we eventually um we eventually ended up just all right. I got to move, and then we turn around to go move. In the time in the half hour since the joy formidable started, this thing is filled in. And it's just elbow to elbow. You're not going 10, anywhere. 10, 10 20,000 people. <laughs> unless you want to go to the, the back. Way. That's right. Unless right. I want to go to the back, which is two acres back from there. And I, By so, the way, I do also like the Black Keys. I don't think being a fan of just the Black Keys is a condemnation on anyone. No. But the Joy Formidable, I've seen them five times, and I know you have. You've traveled to see them. Yeah. They're worth it. They are worth Pay it. Pay attention. You pe- Oh. So that's story number one. Right. Is the non self aware group of jackasses? That's that's the number one concert ruined, or at least no, the first one. First, the first, first one we're talking about. That's yeah. right. Now, as a segue, we can cue up our next song because please, the next one happened only mid March, right here in Minnesota of this year. Of this year, you were able to go to Cedar, a show at mid March. Mid March, this was it was all going down, and I think this was the last or second to last. Performance by Murder by Death. So before we get into this band, tell me, because I've heard the name many times. I don't know that I know a single thing about Murder by Death. I know that they are from the Midwest. Other than that, I don't think I know anything about them. They are a, as you will hear in this song, they have a, uh, it's it's a an eclectic, I don't, I hate to say folk rock, because folk rock is like acoustic guitar and a dude just, you know, strumming and playing. This is, they have... It, it's, so like it's, the Avet Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that because I knew it would exact. Don't do that. It would make Don't. you exasperated. <laughs> they, this is a sonically beautiful uh, group that has has a lead singer who you'll hear whose voice is almost like Johnny Cash. It has a it has guitars. It has strings. It, they have a, they have a full time cellist in the band. Oh, they I have love violins. Cello. It is a glorious band, Murder by Death, and I found them two days before they hit Cedar Cultural Center, so I'm, I'm like, my God, this band's awesome. I got to go. So we, we ran down and went to Murder by Death. They, they performed very, very well. The concert ruiners in the crowd, however, did not. The song you're going to hear, last time I was on, Brian, you and I talked about how I believe lyrics are not essential to liking any song. You can have phenomenal songs. You do not need lyrics. If you're ever going to listen to a song's lyrics, listen to this one because the the story it tells is absolutely fascinating about a man attending a funeral for somebody he didn't particularly like, but over the course of this raucous funeral and what happens afterwards and everybody else who's there, he comes around to understanding this person. 
and the song is called I Came Around by Murder by Death. Cars lined up the street, a procession for the thief. The men were restless and the women howled as they professed their grief. A smoke was on his lips and in his hand a rusty flask. Even in death he'd forced a smile, I only give him his dues for going on like that. Clutching a bottle in my fist.
two things come immediately to mind. One is nothing is set in stone. And it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, it is. If you learn and you're informed, mm-hmm. it's okay to change your mind. Two is that Paul Charchian is one of the most mercurial motherfuckers I've ever met in my whole life. And I that, that by the way, is a high compliment <laughs> okay. in that I think every, every time <laughs> I think... sounded like it. <laughs> every, every time I think I... You know, every time I think I know you, I learn more about you because you... You're a Mogwai guy. You're an explosions in the sky Which guy. Which you're going to hear later. You are a Ratatat guy. <laughs> yes. You are, you are an ambient guy. You are a electronic, diff- yeah, very much. But then I hear a gorgeous song like that that speaks to the malleability of the human soul mm. and the human philosophy. I I didn't expect it, and it was it was a gorgeous pick, man. Murder by death. Have Murder you ever seen death. him? Uh, well, I saw them at the Cedar oh, Cultural the Cedar. Center. You did, you yes, did see them this there. is our other concert ruiner. Was the cult Cedar Cultural Center in March? And man, it's the Cedar. You should, you know, everything should be. It's you know, it's Intimate, all. It's, yeah. it's yeah. It's, it's all so artist so, friendly. It's so artist friendly, right? right You'd right. make everything go fine. Can I tell you the the things that went wrong? Please. Okay, two things. Number one, there's a family up front. Now, one of the beautiful things of the the the, the Cedar is every show, all ages. Yep. Every show. Nope. All ages. Uh, little kids. Every show I've yeah. ever yeah. been at there has had small kids, kids there. Right. And right up front is a is a parent, two a set of parents, guy, gal, and their daughter. First song, they lift their daughter on stage. And the daughter's the daughter has no idea this is even coming. You can tell. And she's right. like, what am I supposed to do? And the daughter tries to get off, and they're pushing her back on. And what? the band's trying to play. And oh. they've got the daughter on the stage. And, you know, and, you know oh. they're all, they're all kind of looking at her and... But that wasn't the big runner. That was, but that was weird. It was a distractor. It was, weird. It was and, odd. And, and then it, song it, ends. It, By the way, song ends. Daughter tries to get off the stage. Parents won't let her. And eventually, they, somebody has to come Who over the PA that? and say, for insurance reasons, we can't have children on the stage. You got to get, you know, she's got to come down. Well, and and again, if you're like out at a at a like a, a bluegrass festival out <laughs> in a park somewhere, let kids dance around. But once the band or management or or staff says you can't have a kid, no matter how much you love the band, yeah, it's... get your child. They'll still enjoy it standing yeah, next to yeah, you and, and in probably the front more. Row, by they, the way, just standing right in front of it, and they won't be blinded no. by the lights. And so that's the minor concert ruiner. What actually ruined that concert? The two dudes behind me are murder by death super fans oh, no. oh yeah they know the words to all the songs oh, yeah. how do i know that they know uh, all the words to all the songs let me guess because they sang every song oh. with the band mm. now this is not neil diamond doing sweet caroline no. right this is you know you just you heard that singer who should ever cover up his voice with your crappy frat boy singing behind me. <laughs> Nobody ever. Oh. You don't. Listen, pick your spots to sing along. I, you know, I want you to, I, you know, a certain amount of expression and enthusiasm is appreciated. <laughs> it can't be the whole concert. When, when I'm in the 7th Street entry or any smaller venue, Cedar, I'll mouth it along because I kind of want to do a little virtue signaling that I know who this Song, band is. Know the, know the words. But I won't try to sing with them because guess what? Oh, my God. The number of times I've seen Queens of the Stone Age, I know every word to every <laughs> single got... fucking song. Would I scream it out while I'm doing that? No. No. Mouth it along. Dance. Lose your mind. Hammer down one more drink. 
and then get fired from your job. It's the Brian O Show, <laughs> episode episode sixty three. We got Paul Charchin as a guest. Before we move forward, I do need to thank Busters on Twenty Eight. Yes, there is a Corona vid, Kona vid. What do we call it now? Rona. The Rona, uh, 19 going on. And we also, uh, in addition to that, the city of Minneapolis on fire. At least a lot of it in my neck of the woods in southeast Minneapolis. Buster's on 28th, still open, still operating. Now open for, uh, you can go out on their deck, their patio, if you will. You can still do curbside. And they're still on board with the Brian Oak Show. They are, and they're uh, working on online ordering. I haven't heard back from Michael Steyer yet, because we also are going to uh, set up a little table, if you will, and we're going to hand out the totes to the Brian Oak Show Patreon members. Wait, do we have Brian Oak Show tote bags? I have so many effing Brian Oak Show <laughs> totes in my car I, and in my I, house right when now. When I walked in, you bestowed one on me as, as if I were getting get the Ark of the Covenant. Well, no, 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 not, no. not quite like yeah, that. I just, said, yeah. I just said, don't forget this on your way out, oh, was yeah, all this I is said. Your, this is the parting gift, like on, on Match Game. No, when, when you welcome gift. You didn't, you didn't win anything, and, and they send you back. We've got parting gifts for you. Look. I'm not in the business of kissing up to dot-com billionaires, okay? <laughs> like and Paul where, And where has that gotten you? Well, oh, shit. <laughs> good call. That's a pretty good, good yellow call, spot, Paul, right there. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oof. Oh, although I will Savage. say, haven't had one. Uh, do you have it in your glass? I do. A toast to your health. And yours. And our mutual futures. Mm-hmm. And um, to yours and as well, Sean. Sean. Thank, um, you, thank you. A little yellow spot to the studio. It, here's the deal. I don't. I don't ever do one of these shows without at least one or two of these. Yeah. Because. Not normally Yellow Spot, though. Oh. No, Yellow Spot's a high ender. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, we don't have enough dot-com billionaires here in the studio. Well, so. that's, you know, maybe it's a lesson for you. I need to be on more than twice every 63 shows. I oh, can tell you that man. much. Wow. There it is, Sean. I, I have a lot to say, Brian. I know you do, and I love when you say it. You know that I enjoy your company very much. Um. Sean, should we knock you out of the way right now and just get Let's it done? Let's knock with? me up. All right, here we go. <laughs> knock me up. Sean, is it <laughs> no? Uh, can we knock Sean up? Let's let's, let's no, give let's it a try. shot. I mean, let's yeah, give it let's a shot try. for sure. I'll take um, what I can get. Twenty nine years with the same woman. Oh <laughs> man, the twenty six. <laughs> sorry, super weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> Sean Bernard, my business partner, the producer of this show, also a realtor. Uh, for a diner realty at 50th in France. And it's weird because despite Corona, international attention on racial tensions, people are still like, I'm going to sell my home. I'm going to buy a home. I'm going to rent something. How's it going? I know two people at uh, KFAN sold their house day one, day they listed. Yeah. Wow. It's, 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 it's still crazy. happening. Yes. It depends on your price point, but we just saw in May is that actually it doesn't matter as much about your price point. The things are coming back. I think because of COVID-19 and people, I really do think this, because they've had to spend so much time in their house, <sighs> if you look at Menards and Home Depot and the local hardware stores, they have been like Bonkers. just jamming. Yes. People are like, well, I got nothing else to do. I don't have a commute. I may as well fix it my house. And That's then they me. fix it up. That's and what I'm doing. Yeah. And then they're like, I don't want to live here anymore. <laughs> I want to <laughs> move on. Let's sell this. Yeah, exactly. Not or, me. I'm watching American Pickers. <laughs> Fuck, <pick it> up <laughs> <and> <laughs> Fuck that. Exactly. So if you know somebody that's in the market or you yourself are in the market, give me a call, 612-859-2594. You can text me as well if you're a chicken and you don't want to talk to me on the phone. 
Some people like to text first. Like they feel like, are oh, you, are you taunting potential yeah. clients? I am. I actually am <laughs> because it cracks chicken. me up. It cracks me up how many people are like, hey, um, just so you know, I'm interested in this. I'm not ready for a call yet, but just if you can, yeah. just please give me some information on my dad's house in Princeton and let me know if it. Is. So it sounds like you're saying that these people are like, please be gentle with me. Yeah. Be I don't want you to sell me. me. Don't sell me anything. If, if you can. So, uh, all right, it's been forty-three minutes. And we've heard two songs. Two songs right. We we need another song right now. So before we get into this, this band I have always sort of loved from a distance. I don't mm. promise to know anything about this band. Okay, but the three albums I own by this band, whenever they come up in the mix, any song on the record, there is. A subtlety, but still a sophistication to the music. There's always a melody, and there is sort of this weird, mysterious—I don't know—illusory thing going on there. I'm not hmm. sure. I'm not sure how to describe the band Calexico. Calexico is a Tex-Mex band from um, Tucson, Arizona, and they, but it's not it, standard. Like, do you? It's not no, like standard blues meets it's, Mexican. It's really indie rock meets. Indie Mexican almost. Exactly. And they, exactly. They've got, and this is one of the, Colexico is one of these bands that I think their albums are generally out of a scale of one to 10, they're like sixes and sevens. Right. They're okay. And I don't often go back to them. You see them live, and I've seen them live four times, mm-hmm. travel to see them. 10 out of 10 every single time. They are so good and so different live. It is a completely different experience. That's Colexico. And, but very, will, will you agree with me that very, very, very few bands Knowing as much music as you do, having seen as many shows as you have, even if it's enjoyable, most bands are better in studio Correct. than they are live. Yes. And it's not close. It's not close. It's not. And I, I stole that line from you, by the way, a long <laughs> it's, time it's ago. It's not close. I don't remember if I was listening to uh, Fantasy Football Weekly Probably. or or uh, Video Games Weekly or some well, other thing that you were doing about music, but it's not close. Like and But, but there are certain bands who live... They outlive or they they stretch beyond the boundaries of even if their records are good, it's not the same animal. And that's Calexico. And you're absolutely right. Most bands are worse live. The singer, you know, they haven't done 29 takes of the singing. They haven't sampled everything else. It's just, you know, Calexico completely gets it. As you're going to hear a killer horn section, Mm -hmm. which I love, Mm -hmm. you know, right pumped right into my Tex-Mex. I've got this awesome horn section that I think really brings this next song together, and I, I think you're going to enjoy Calexico. But before we go into it, why why was this concert ruined for you? Here's why. This was at the Fine Line a year ago, mm-hmm. and the guy, again, I, I shouldn't have to move. So again, <laughs> again, let's dispense with the I should just move argument, okay? Oh, you got like a seven-foot-two guy I, standing in front I, of you? No, I've got, because that's kind of on me. If I pile in behind seven-foot-two guy, right. that's kind of on me. Agreed. Um, again, get there early. I'm standing about mm, six people deep from the front of the stage, Understood. which is where I love to be. You know, it's so close. Perfect. Perfect. But not getting crushed. Yes. Guy in front of me, concert starts, guy in front of me gets out his phone and starts filming. Oh. Now, okay, totally cool. You want to get a few shots? Totally cool with that. He keeps filming for the entire song. Nope. He filmed the entire concert. Oh, no fucking and it, way. And it's holding it up over his head, which yep. means it's right in my sight line for the whole concert. I'll be and honest. I, it's so oh. distracting for everybody behind you. And everybody. who wants to go back to that footage? It sounds yeah. like it was recorded on a phone. And and it usually is distorted and is not that good in no. terms of resolution. I, I admit I am guilty of, at shows that I really love, 
I will, once every three songs, go up, pop six pictures, because I'm sure one of them will be good. Yep. Put the phone totally away for three cool more songs. Totally cool Put it away. That. But no, the people who have the phone up the entire Whole time. Concert. And again, I'm not trying to sound like grandpa. I'm not trying to sound like uh, the Gen Xer that I am. But fuck you, put away. Here's the other thing. Some of the best shows in my life, I have no pictures of. I have no of audio of. Of course. I just stood there and I, like when the band X comes to town, I take two pictures and I, the phone does not come back out again that night. It's hard, but here's the problem. People who grew up with screens and phones, it's hard to administer that message to them, right? Like this is what I've always done. Watching, and especially like that guy, watching the whole show through a two and a half inch screen as opposed to putting it away, go Just grab take, one more drink, get loaded, and watch this show unfold. Take it in. It's the whole enjoy bit. It. Oh. You know, how much can you enjoy it when you're holding your phone? Are you even in the moment? Just, you know, let the moment take you in to these concerts. And I don't think you can do that while you're fretting over making sure you've got, you're capturing this thing. So, ah. Some some call him Ram Dass. I call him Paul Charchin. Uh <laughs> be here now is basically his message but he's right about everything he just said let's hear his song this is calexico falling from the sky on the brian oak show
not just that song, but everything by Calexico. Maybe not everything. No band is batting a thousand, right? Right. right. But Calexico has a way of finding a vibe that I would say very few American bands have. Yeah, I agree. They're very, very good. That one's called Falling from the Sky, a a pick by uh, our guest, Paul Charchian. Before we get into our final segment, in addition to all of our sponsors, Smart Start MN, Buster's on 28th, Sean Bernard, who works at 50th in France, the Adina Realty there. Um, Also, all the people who have done any artwork for us, photography, Rebecca Slater, who's done all the photography at our website. Mother of Maeve. Her 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 baby Maeve just turned three months old. That's crazy. Today, how is that possible? I don't know. But she made a post. She's like, "Boy, I don't know what I'm doing with with all this time with COVID nineteen. She's like, "Wait a minute, this is exactly what I was doing anyway because I have a baby who's three right. months. Even if there had been no COVID, this is precisely what That's she'd it. be doing. But to me, for the rest of us who are trying to find our way forward and figure out what's next, there's a line in my favorite video game series of all time, Bioshock where the first time you come across a spider slicer, Mm. she's up above you and rose petals fall down and she says, days go by like wind. And they do go by like wind and we only get so many of them. Mm. Speaking of Paul Charchian, before we get into our final Concert Ruiner segment, you're a video game guy. I am. To say the very least. You, when can people hear you talk about video games? Tuesday night, 7 o'clock on KFAN, Video Games Weekly. I love that station. Thank you. I you're, crash you're it, all, it the all the time. I crash I'm driving it all here the time. and they're, ta- they're doing your bracket <laughs> of oh, your best intros way, ever. I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about injustice, but people Oh, you know, here's the thing. When you get to be on the air every day and advocate for your, for your songs. That's right. Shocking. Shocking that how, some of my songs would be losing. And anyway. did you notice how they pitted your own seeds against you? Yes, I did. Hey, that here's Brian unfair. Oak seed number three against Brian Oak seed number 12 so he's to help gutting, knock out your own songs. Yeah, bullshit yes. is what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you not only do video games... Are we going to, so before we get back into Concert Ruiners, because this matters to me, and I, the video, the, the, the rather the emails just started to come out the other day, are we going to have fantasy football this year? Yeah, we're going to be playing fantasy football. We're going to have a football season. Is Are we? Yeah, we in, are. In empty stadiums, yeah, or is it, it going to come back? Well, in Texas, though, they won't be empty, but in Minneapolis, they might be, and it won't matter. They'll be playing, and that's the important thing. And are, are they really, though? Yeah. I mean, do you honestly yes. believe that? Yes, because the NFL makes so much money on the broadcasting rights. Right, yes. that they can, the they can afford sports, to keep doing it. That's right. You know, comparatively, they make very little, very little in air quotes, <laughs> on, on what they make in attendance. Right. Right. You know, that might only be a $10 million, you know, game or whatever compared to the billions that they are making from their broadcast rights. It's nothing. And now, I knew the broadcast rights were very generous and very lucrative. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that there was such a huge disparity between, I mean, because when I go to, I only usually go to one F- NFL game a year because I like to go to one. But if I'm honest, when I watch, and the, the NFL is really the only sport I care about. I like having a bathroom five feet away. Mm. I like having cold beverages right over here. Yeah. I like having the food just up the stairs in the kitchen, uh, as opposed to, oh, pay hundreds of dollars for you and a couple of friends to go, and then this brat is $1,400. This drink is 950 Now, yeah. I get it, but we all we all still do it, right? I mean, the stands are always well, full when it's yes. open. So, But that, that surprises me that the disparity between 
where the revenue comes from is is that wide. Yeah, it is in the NFL. Now the other sports, it's not anything like that. Hockey, right. especially, it's right. not. You know, it's all driven by in stadium attendance. Right. And you know, but the NFL's not, and that's why they will have a an easier path to working with the players right. and maintaining the salaries the players expect because most of the revenue that the NFL is going to get is still going to be there. So. Mm-hmm. I do believe we will have an NFL season, I'm happy to say. All right, well, fingers crossed, because even if there's not people in the stands, although that does add to the energy, it and it also, it also influences how the teams play. Like, I mean, like, when you, you talk so? about... Well, your friend, Paul Allen, mm-hmm. your dear friend, I mean, he was the one who talked about how in Seattle, the clouds kept the noise down in the stadium <laughs> to distract to distract any visiting teams I, but i but i mean don't you honestly believe that like if a, if an, and we are going to get back to music i just i have to take a, a quick aside don't you believe that if you're playing in front of a hometown crowd and they're losing their minds over the possibility mm-hmm. of you winning don't you think that inspires an athlete i don't i don't know enough athletes to really really know the athletes, I've, I've we've talked about this a lot. The athletes, to a man, say yes. I say, I'm ready to accept the notion that maybe we aren't as important as we think we are, fans. That maybe these teams, it will be proven if we come back and we're playing basketball games in front of nobody, hockey games in front of nobody, football right. games in front of nobody. Right. What if? the home team doesn't lose any more games than they would have lost? What if statistically it turns out that they that they do just as well without us? I'll, I'll be, I, then it's all a mirage. And I've, I've heard you say that. For years. I've heard you say that for months now, and I'm not, I'm not against the possibility. And should it come to pass, should it prove to be true, mm-hmm. I, I'll accept it. I just, I don't think that we're necessarily like, it's not about me, but if it's about 50,000 me's, might that not be an important factor in how a, a professional sports team plays? Well, let's say you're a linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings, and you're making me six, oh no six million dollars a year. Oh, okay, I'm okay, listening now. Now you're listening. Is <laughs> shouldn't you be playing as hard as you can possibly yes. play? Anyway, I mean, do you need some further motivation of course. to be the best player you can be? But to get back to music, if you are the rhythm guitar player mm-hmm. in a mid-level band who's opening up for a headliner who just is not feeling it that night, <laughs> shouldn't you be playing bedrock? I mean, like bedrock, like... I don't know the best the best rhythm guitar you've ever played because you are there to do a thing you're there to entertain a crowd, but some nights you're just like not feeling it and you just kind of crap it out. Um, in the NFL where you play 16 games, screw that. You got you got to sit up 16 times all year. <laughs> right. you, you know you can be on your A game 16 out of 16 times. I couldn't agree more. Now if you're telling me you're playing shortstop for the Twins. And you're at, at game 158 games. of a season that statistically ended in right. July. All right, I'm listening to that. You know, you you know, you want to space out a little of that game? Okay. <laughs> this is why I like talking to Charge about sports and music. We met, oh my God, Probably. 17 years ago, and we've been fast friends ever since. And it's lovely to have you back on. You will come back, won't you? You'll have me back. I got all these all these topics that have nothing to do with ruining concerts. We have we have hundreds of topics to cover. In fact, you know what? I think next time let's flip it over and let's do the perfect concert. Let's <gasps> talk idea. about you know, what would what would be 
the perfect concert experience. Now, for are you, you are you talking about ones we've seen? Or are no, you talking no. about ones that like if we this could is, just build it? Yes, that. Why not you know, one? Why not a real one? And no, maybe you know, maybe we do both ways. Okay. Maybe we'd say you know, like, in the Twin Cities. Yeah, you know, I want to see you know this like, band, this place, or whatever. But I also want to talk about more hypothetically, theoretically, sure. what would be the ideal concert? What was not supposed to be hypothetical or theoretical was that that Cruel World concert. Yes, the lineup. Ouch. Good was Lord. 1982 distilled oh. into the purest drug you've ever had. Fuck heroin. Yeah. Fuck oxycodone. Oh, yeah. and now it's gone for good. So that's sad. Yes, the next time we talk, we will absolutely do that. I hope you and your family are well, man, and they be are, cool. Now I have one other hold of the concert ruiner. We don't have we're to about, do it if we're you don't about, want to. No, we're about fine. to talk about it. All I'm right. just saying goodbye before we let <laughs> you vent your spleen right. one more time. Right. I heard you're wrapping it up, and I got a little bit nervous. We're <laughs> wrapping it up, but. The, Here's what we do. I don't know if you've been in radio before, but we wrap it up and then we let the guest have one last All right. shot at the bit. Now, we weren't going to leave without playing one of your very favorite bands that no one's ever heard of. That's not true. <laughs> there are people listening right now that no, we've heard. You know, at, at, at least eight of you have heard of Explosions <laughs> in the Sky. So before we get to it, I want to say thank you to Sean. Thank you. I want to thank, thank, say thank you to all of our sponsors. And also thank you, Paul, because I appreciate your friendship a great deal. Also, you brought a very high-end whiskey to uh, hang out with. And um, as Sean will attest, I always like to have one or two little drams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And by little, I mean... (laughs) To your health. Cheers. Cheers. Very good. Uh, And also, like, let's, let's all keep flattening the curve. Keep wearing masks. Like, I'm not a... I'm not a paranoid one way or the other. I just feel like there are basic scientific facts that help us get past where we're at right now. Because you know what I'd like? The next time Joy Formidable comes through, I'd like to go see them Actually see them play. And with you. Even even better. I've had five just concerts that I could not wait to see get obliterated in these three months, and it's been heart-wrenching. But you know that it's the right thing to do, right? Wearing a mask? or No, well, no, I, I, no clearly I, not. Shut them down. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, Listen, let, let's, I, just, let's just not be in large groups. Like, Cruel World being canceled crushed my heart, and my daughter was actually in tears because she bought tickets. And me and my daughter traveling out of town to Los Angeles to see friends and to go to a show, we were so excited. And even being pushed back to September... Now that it's canceled, it's heart-wrenching. But also, let's just get past this and then get back to living the lives we like to live. My daughter and I were going to go to Dead Can Dance April 17th in Philadelphia. Mm. We were flying to see Dead Can Dance. I didn't know they were touring. I know, which is like why I have to go, because Dead Can Dance does not typically tour. And it's a 30-year-old band, and this is their last chance to hear one of the great singers in the, the history of recorded music. So really excited to go. It got obliterated. You know, we don't know for sure how much social distancing helps. We don't know for sure how much masks help. Of course But here's what we know for sure. It doesn't hurt, and it might be helping an enormous amount. We just don't know. And so for the most part, we've we've played it safe, especially here in Minnesota. Air to the side of caution. Air to the side of caution. Which I think is really smart. Last great show I saw, I flew out to see my friends Kevin and Kari in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and saw Massive Attack live at the Palladium. It was was devastating how good it was. Mm -hmm. It was really, really good. So it's time for us to wrap this up. I will will go right from there. Massive Attack played L.A. Then later they came here. 
Yep. And they played the Palace Theater. Yeah, I, we don't we don't mention their name here on this show. One <laughs> one week later at the theater that will not be named, Explosions <laughs> Explosions in the Sky is performing and I love Explosions in the Sky. This I know another- that about you. I only know this band in name. I've never seen them. Mm-hmm. I've listened to plenty of their music. You have, okay. You so I I think in the middle of our Venn diagram of the bands we love, I feel like the band most of the center is Mogwai. Yeah. The Scottish band. Mm-hmm. Explosions in the Sky is not far away. No. Not far away at all. It's a lateral move. And so, and I, I, tell me something about Explosions in the Sky. This is an all-instrumental guitar-heavy band that's known predominantly for slow introductions, including the song you're going to hear. Texas and band, right? Texas band, and then crescendoing into wall of just sound and noise. And Mogwai. Heavy rock. Yep. And then typically going back to quiet again. They are most famous for having done the soundtrack for Friday Night's Light. Friday Night Lights, the TV show, and the movie. And it's also set in Texas, and they're from Texas. And so they did the soundtrack for that. Is that how you first heard them? Um, No, this was, they were already in my my wheelhouse. And so, you know, I I came through them through Mogwai, I believe. This is is Paul's wheelhouse, but that blows my mind because I'm not a high school football guy even though i heard great things about that show but the fact that they would decide to go with a weird yeah post-rock instrumental band for their show is pretty Pretty remarkable it really is remarkable and it's really very much a high school drama yeah um it's very much less about football as it is about you know who's dating the captain of the football team so this this is like glee except more violence (laughs) and more prog rock (laughs) There's a little something to that. Yeah. So I'm on the floor for this concert at this theater, and they're on the floor, you know, like five, seven hundred other people. I'm in the third row of people from the front, and I had to sit through a dreadful opening act in which, <laughs> honest to God, the bass player had never had never played an instrument before of oh, any kind, no. or perhaps had migrated from the bagpipe or something. <laughs> I mean, honestly, she never moved her left hand. I'm watching this band. Mm. This is just horrible. <laughs> and this is Explosions in the Sky? <laughs> and this is the opener. That's oh, the opener. The yeah. opener Do you remember the name of the opener? I don't, although it would be, be easy enough to find. I don't want to shame anybody, but oh, I mean... They like, were awful. They were we, implosion we, on the stage. And we've all... Well, exactly. We've all seen that opening band where you're like, I don't know if I can make it through this. <laughs> oh, exactly. I don't know it's if hard. I can make it through this. I'm like, oh, it's, I don't know if it's worth it, but I've got... Here I am. As I mentioned earlier, we care. I care so much about having just you know the right sight line and yeah. be close and everything. And I'm in the third from the third from the stage, and sit through that. I've been standing through a long time while they're setting up, and I've got old man legs. And this is a long way to stand. <laughs> we get into the show, and halfway through the show, this wobbly frat boy dude worms his way up, and up to right in front of me. And there's also one guy right in front of me, and he starts yelling to the guy next to him in a like friendly way, not yelling at him, but he's yelling with him loud enough that it's everybody around is like, well, you know, we're trying to watch here. And you know, as I mentioned, Explosion Sky's got a lot of quiet parts. Oh, yeah. And everybody can hear this guy yelling, and they're, he's talking about nothing. And Well, it's like Mogwai, where it, there are super quiet, beautiful ambient parts, and then there are unbelievably dynamic, crazy loud parts. Yes. And now, I assume these two know each other, but in short order, it becomes apparent that the guy he's yelling at doesn't know any, doesn't even know this guy. <laughs> and so he's telling him to stop, quit it, stop, and he starts yelling back, and now I got a shouting match in front of me in the middle of a concert. And by the way, Explosions in the Sky <laughs> takes no, they don't, they do not interrupt even any songs. It goes one song into the next song into the next song. 
They start their concerts by saying, we are explosions in the sky, we're from Texas. And then they play. And they play the whole thing out, and there's no there's no bullshit encore. They get done, they thank you, and they're done. So they don't even pause between songs. So this is all going on. Now, the guy, uh, this guy, this, I'm going to call him dosage guy, because his dosage is clearly wrong, and it's obvious from his slurred words and his lack of self-awareness that he's dosed all wrong right now. So he starts touching other guy. Oh, no. And oh, no. other guy slaps his arm away, and mm. now other people are, like, pulling him apart, and and frat boy stays, other guy stalks off, and he's furious. Guess who's next? Security Frap- guy? Oh, no. <laughs> me. Oh, no. Oh, oh, this is all happening right in front oh, of me. He's coming right back and to Now you. it's on me. Bro. Right. Bro, bro, right. bro, oh. bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Bro. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Touching me. I, it's a, you know, I'm not what, talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love this band. Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, and I'm, I'm freaking losing it. This is Explosions in the Sky. This is my favorite band of the last decade. And this MFR is uh-huh. blowing up my experience. You can say motherfucker on this show. <laughs> That's a good point. I can't hear. Yeah, you can. <laughs> and I know. I know that it does. It's not good for your brand. I give a fuck about my brand at this point. <laughs> um, so, do you? Did you get the impression that this guy actually had any understanding of explosions in the sky? None. No. <laughs> I, I don't think he had None. any concept of what was happening around him whatsoever. So, not the last time I saw Queens of the Stone Age, but the time prior, my daughter and I went, and after the opening act was done. We moved to the second row, right in front of the stage of the Roy Wilkins. Mm. The Roy Wilkins can suck it. It's it one of the, the worst, worst venue. To... It's the worst yeah. venue in town. Easily. That being said, we were close enough that we were hearing the music off their oh yeah right. instruments right. Yeah. and off their uh, uh, speakers, their amps, yeah, their amps, than the actual amps of the whole place, and it was amazing. But there were three dude bros in front of me and my oh. daughter who were like. Oh my God! They're playing Avon. Can you believe it? I'm like, you're an idiot. How the fuck do you know what Avon is? Like, and again, you try not to be that elitist piece of shit, but you also try to be like a good concert goer. The whole point of what we're doing here is concert ruiners. Don't be a piece of shit. Now, if you're loaded, fine. Go vomit in the parking lot or the bathroom. Get out of the way. Know your dosage. If you're not sure, underdose. You're not sure <laughs> underdose because the, you have no self-awareness at that point and you are ruining it for everybody else. And I'll wrap up this story and we can get into some a fantastic song by Explosions in the Sky and probably my favorite out of their whole discography. I get to the point where I'm so mad. I'm and I've never punched a person in my life. Uh-oh. I've never punched anybody out of anger. Holy shit, I, here it comes. I have my 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 I got my hand in a fist. My arm is cocked. When somebody behind me grabs my arm, and that stopped me from punching this kid. In 100% seriousness, if that person, and I want you to be honest, if that person had not grabbed your arm, were you ready to punch that I kid? I was ready to punch him, even knowing that I, that probably would have been, it, I probably would have been thrown out of the palace. Right. All the cool people are doing it. And um, <laughs> that, that would have been. That, Fuck the palace. Uh, that would have been it. <laughs> Um, and, but I, at that point I felt like my concert was ruined anyway and I had nothing to lose. Well, but how many times have we all been on that edge, that weird edge where 
I almost did a thing, but I didn't do it either through my own force of will or because something <laughs> the else better happened. Judgment of somebody else, right? Yes. I, you know, I mean, like we've all been there. Um, knowing Paul Charchi in the way I do, the fact that you were so outraged that you oh. were about to throw a punch at some just fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yes, it was so hard. Mm. And so, to that person, uh, whoever you are. One of the 10 African-American men in the crowd, thank you for being the voice of sanity. Who grabbed your he arm. grabbed my arm. And yep. said, don't, don't punch do him, it. bro. Yep, don't, don't punch do him, it. bro. Don't do it. And it, uh, it saved me from, uh, oh. from punching the first, the first person in my life. Paul Charchin, you are one of my favorite people on the planet. We have to wrap oh, this episode, you. but you will come back. <laughs> After and, only one hour and 11 minutes? Well, we usually try to wrap these up around 45 <laughs> right, or 50 exactly. minutes. But, but I love these stories. And I love these conversations. Is this the uh, is this the, uh, the the double LP? Is this the physical graffiti of of Oak shows? We can't afford that kind of cover <laughs> uh, where you can like put it in and like there's different pictures yeah. that come yeah, through the right. windows. Yeah. But as it goes, we've gone longer, but not much longer. All right. I'm gonna, and that being said, you come back next yeah. time. I mean, if you want to do a three hour, here's the problem. You know how podcasts work. No one's listening for three yeah, fucking hours. Gonna make it. Even if they nobody's love you, if they one. love Sean, if they love me, how, how most this? people already checked out. Come back right. again soon when you can't stay so long. Anybody, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anybody who actually listens right now, let's give a hashtag on Twitter, please. So you do hashtag coconut to any one of the three of us on Twitter. We'll know you made it to the end. That you would be huge. You made it to one hour, twelve minutes, and fifty-two seconds. You've made it this far. Another reason that I love <laughs> Paul Charchin. Coconut. coconut. So he told his story about almost kicking a stupid <laughs> fuck face's ass, except he was saved by a fellow concert goer at Explosions in the Sky. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you, Paul Charchin. Mm-hmm. You will come back, yeah? Here's yeah, the deal. We live in this weird where like everyone's like masks, washing hands, everything. No, you came into the studio. Hell yeah, I came into this. You're not so we, we know who to blame if yeah, we get COVID-19. You know when you get it, that's right. Here's the deal. Paul Charchian, reptilian shapeshifter, <laughs> already immune to coronavirus. As all, guess, as all reptilian shapeshifters are. As all. We were, we were, we were patient A. Yeah. No, is it patient A? No, patient ground, patient zero. Patient, patient zero. Yeah, it was reptilian right. shapeshifter. Good to see you. We'll talk yeah. soon. Final song. Explosions uh, and, and in the and Sky. Explosions in the Sky. Texas band who likes to get after it. And um, here they go. Talk to you soon, Paul. Sean, take care. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 63.